so this week, um, we're going to do something a little bit different as a church. Um, this is going to be um, a little bit more of a family meeting. Everyone say family meeting. Um, the reason why um, that is, is because we have a couple of uh, big announcements that we need to make, and, we, and I want to follow up with some vision casting and, and uh, do a little message um, after that. So um, with that, I'm going to invite Matt and Jory Henderson to come up. They have the first announcement they're going to make, and then um, we'll have some more on that. So welcome them to the stage, would you? Thanks, guys. I'm nervous for this one, so I wrote down a lot of thoughts here. Um, so our announcement, the short version, is um, we've been listening and processing and praying, and we are sure that God is asking us to go to the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, located in Redding, California. And we're going to continue our education uh, for me, for Jory, and our kids are in the school too now. Um, we believe that we're going and coming, so we're coming back. Um, that's, our, that's our hope, and I think, I'm pretty sure that's what God's saying too. Um, so we're trying to be careful how we say that, but we love this church, and we want to flow back and forth. Um, there's actually more details that are pretty cool about that um, that I can tell you in a second here. Um, Kurt and Emily are still some of our best friends in the whole world, and it's a dream come true to get to work at City Lights with them. We have poured ourselves into this church together, and it's been a pleasure from the beginning. Um, the story behind our decision to go do this is really cool. It's really amazing. And we want to share a few details with you guys. Um, first thing, alone in her prayer closet, Jory Henderson heard, if I asked you to move to Reading, would you do it? And she wrote it in her journal. She told me about it. And she told God yes. And, but it was just a question at that point. Sometime a few weeks later, Jory heard, I want you to move to Reading. This will benefit your kids. It will be a risk, but it will be a risk that comes with great blessing. Jory also wrote in her journal that day that she heard God say, someone is going to buy you a house. I put a lot of confidence in anything Jory says that she heard from God, but I was even more convinced when I started having dreams about living in Reading as a student. We also had uh, more than one friend during this time come up to us without knowing any of this and saying things like they saw us moving or one friend said, I see you moving to Reading for a season. Which means a ton. If you're processing something like this and someone reads your mail like that, it feels like a big confirmation. One morning, Jory and I were in a cabin in the mountains to pray and ask God about the new year. And Jory was in another room asking God if he would clarify more about what he was saying about Bethel. We knew we were supposed to be at City Lights, but what did he want us to do with the words he had spoken? 
and she heard him just say two words, as surely. And it was obvious to her that it was a clue. Uh, She Googled Bible verses that say as surely and came up with 2 Kings 2.2, which is Elisha talking to Elijah at the end of his life. You can look it up. It's in the Bible. It says, as surely as you live and as the Lord lives, I will not leave you. And so they went to Bethel. So a really cool detail about this is 2 Kings 2.2 is a 2.2.2, which you heard us say as this church was launching, 2.2.2 was a big confirmation for us in the Chamberlains to start out with. 2.2.2 meant city lights every that. So that's been a city lights verse for us. And then we got this 2.2.2 that was further direction for the Hendersons. Um, in the spring, we started talking more seriously with the Chamberlains about this, and we decided to start taking steps to see if the doors would be open yet. Jory and I got accepted into the ministry school, but Ava and Boaz were placed on long wait lists for Bethel Christian School. We had no money to move or pay tuition and nowhere to live. Ava got in the school, and we didn't want to get ahead of God's timing, so we still waited for Boaz to get in. We didn't want to do this unless all of us had a spot, and three weeks ago, Boaz got in. That was the main confirmation we were waiting to see happen. Um, I guess I said this. We agreed all four of us would have to have a place, or we would wait for another year. We started talking again with the Chamberlains. Uh, more seriously about how to make sure the worship department would be covered when we would go. We had, um, here's just a couple things, more doors that have opened since then. We had a friend from out of state that pledged money to cover our first year of of tuition for our whole family. And uh, half of that amount for for the second year. And... uh, We had a conversation with a dear friend about how difficult it is to find a house to rent in Reading, and that friend purchased a home in Reading for us to rent from them, uh, which is a miracle. You actually can't find a rental in Reading unless you can show proof of employment, which we can't, because so many people swing through that town and break leases. Um, This was like the only way we were going to have a place to live, and And that was in Jory's journal from months before. We were talking one day and we were dreaming out loud. This was recently. Um, I wish we could find, I was just saying this. I wish we could find renters who would rent our house nine months out of the year so we could come back during the summers. We want to rent your house nine months a year and so we can travel for the summers. So thank you, Don and Jeff, if you're here. That's awesome. Um, We'll be sharing our house with them while we're gone and coming back for summers, and we want to stay connected here. Um, Yeah, I just got ahead of myself again. The wonderful thing about this is it means we're able to stay connected with City Lights for three months each year. We don't know if we'll be gone one or two or three years. We know we're supposed to go, and we're confident that God will make it clear 
um, as he keeps showing us the rest of the steps that we're to take. And uh, that was my part. Jory's going to say a couple things. I could not talk and share all that because I'd just be crying the whole time because we, just because of my love for my best friend and Kurt and this church and the leaders here, it's like, this is our home. We're in covenant with them. This is like our, our place where our roots are. And so um, I just wanted to share my heart that we love you. And that's why I think it's so hard because it's so amazing, but we also wanted to be obedient to what God is saying as well and, um, and take this crazy risk <laughs> with him. So I just wanted to share, we love, love, love City Lights. It's always been choice A. It's always been what God's called us to do. There's just this season that we're going and then we truly feel like we're going to come back because that's what he's highlighted. So I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I didn't write this down, but I just remembered I wanted to say in front of everyone um, throughout this process, we've wanted to just be really open with the Chamberlains and do this like family and not just say, you know, here's my two weeks notice. And they've been awesome to us and really kind and understanding and have held on to friendship with us. And I just really appreciate that. And we love you guys. I love getting the chance in front of everybody to say that. We love you guys. Um, so for the immediate next steps, um, I'm planning to get a job when we get there that I can work around school hours. And uh, in order to make ends meet, we're raising financial support as well to cover some of the monthly expenses, moving expenses, and get a reliable family car. So if you're interested in supporting us financially, you can do that through City Lights in the offering or through online giving. Um, if you feel like God is leading you to, to support us, Kurt is going to say a little more about how that can work, um, or you can come talk with us as well. But one thing I want to echo from what Emily said a minute ago, um, your tithe goes to City Lights. Please don't say, well, I'll use my tithe for Matt and Jory. That belongs here, and we want this church to continue to prosper, and we want to make sure that's not changing in any way. Um, we want City Lights to continue to be blessed financially. We love you all, and we'd love to talk with you after the service today, and I'm going to hand the mic back to Kurt. So, for obvious reasons, we have not been very excited about today. <laughs> um, we know how loved uh, Matt and Jory are uh, to this church. They have done a phenomenal job building this worship team, leading this church in worship, and pastoring the church with, with us. And on top of that, they're really good friends of ours as well. And uh, so, yeah, we've... I uh, was not excited when the Bethel thing came back up after we initially talked about it. Um, frankly, we had hoped that, um, that that would all kind of blow over. And honestly, they started <laughs> telling us all this stuff. I'm like, well, that's not all going to work out, so I don't have to worry about it, you know? And I'm like, they're crazy. We love them as worship leaders, but they're crazy. And so 
this is the thing. I knew, I knew that if all this did pan out, it had to be God. It only had to be God if it was all going to pan out. And so, um, you know, we didn't want them to leave. We don't want them to leave. But we also never want to hold people back. Um, a spirit of control is absolutely demonic. We don't control people. We learned early on in ministry that you absolutely cannot control people. You have to propel them into their destiny. And so um, we're doing that. We're, we're, we are launching them out, and we are really excited. And we have a place to stay now when we go there. So... <laughs> Um, I don't know if you said this, but um, August 4th is going to be their last Sunday um, here. And we're going to take up an offering for them that Sunday. So we'll send them out. And again, Matt, Matt mentioned this, but if, if uh, they have a lot of needs, obviously, over the year, if you want to continue to contribute that, you can actually um, funnel those, um, those funds through City Lights Church. So for tax credit, if you want tax credit. So, um, so they're kind of, in a way, becoming you know, missionaries, in a sense, that we're supporting as a church. Um, so yeah, I wasn't excited about it. And then there came one day, there came a day when I did get excited about it. And I was, um, you know, I heard all these confirmations and some of them are like this week. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm relieved to hear like some of this stuff coming together. Like they made the decision. There was confirmations and stuff, but there is still a lot that had to happen. And it's still a lot that yeah, actually does have to happen. But wow, that's, that's amazing. So they really were hearing God. Okay. But um, I was sitting with Matt and just talking about, you know, all of this. And, and um, he said something that really rang true with me. And he said, I don't want to get to the end of my life. And God has this adventure for us to go on. And I just never took that risk and never stepped out, you know. And that really spoke to my heart because when we started City Lights Church, um, I really felt like, um, yeah, there, there are no guarantees. I feel like God's leading us uh, to do this. But um, I came to a place where it was like, I would rather, I'd rather try and fail than never try. You know, and yeah, failure stinks. Falling flat stinks. But I'd rather give this a shot. I'd rather try and fail than never try. And so that really rang true with me. And at that point, I was like, I think you need to go. I think you need to tr do this. I think you need to try this. And so they are. They're stepping out. And so I just want to um, give my wife a, do you want to say anything? Sure. <laughs> um... This is, it's bittersweet because, yeah, these people have been pure gold. They are truly the same on the stage as they are off the stage. They, they are um, beautiful people who love and honor, and they don't talk about you behind your backs. <laughs> they love you very deeply, um, which is a true, true, um, true gold to find in ministry because sometimes when you're leading, you take some hits <laughs> and people can be unkind. But these guys have stewarded their hearts so beautifully um, before the Lord that they, they are um, the real deal and they're anointed. And I'm excited about um, what they're gonna get from God. And they, they have had this heart of just receiving and you know, as they come back, maybe we'll have them here and there, um, just even guests leading out here. And they can just, pour out what God's pouring into them and we can, um, well, uh, Bill Johnson says he wants to be an importer and exporter of what's happening in other places. He wants to take what God has on his life and then bring back what God has from other places because um, we're all expressing different part of the body. So they're going to get a lot of good stuff that we need. Um, I just, as the mama of the house, just want to protect our mouths from doing this <laughs> too much because um, our words 
have life and death in them. And I want you to know this is the whole story. There's nothing um, else to it. There's no weird hidden thing of uh, discord or anything. They really are trying to follow the will of God for their lives and they're taking a risk. So as their family, we want to come around them. We want to support connected and love on them and send them encouragement um, because they're going to be starting over. So um, I just wanted to say that. And I know that... um, the, 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 the piece in this is um, when we're losing such an amazing go around a personality or people, it's about around him. You know, it's his church and it's his idea to start it in the first place. And so I know that he will be faithful to continue to pour out his spirit here. Um, we had awesome worship this morning and we will continue to have amazing times um, with God together. And so I just want you guys to stay encouraged that this will be, it'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> guys. It's going to be all right. <laughs> okay. All right. We love you. All right. That's all. Okay. Um, that's all I had to say. All right. Love you guys. Thank you, babe. Well, um, I have the joy and the privilege of telling you how we get to move forward. <laughs> and um, uh, Matt and Joy, their, their tentative plan um, and our hope, of course, is that they go and they come back. And, the, and our hope is that there is a place for them to come back and plug in and even hopefully a position available for them. Uh, at the same time, um, they're not like making guarantees that after school the next step is to come back to see the lights, although that's what we kind of all hope for. And they can't make that guarantee. And of course, we can't make that guarantee and we can't leave the door open, at least for a lead position um, for anywhere from one to three years. And so we have an amazing, um, they've done an amazing job building a deep bench. Uh, we've attracted some amazing worship leaders at this church. And I love that when they're not up here, like this weekend, it's still amazing. We still have a great worship, you know. And so, um, and that's thank you to all the, the, the team members um, that are part of the worship team that are here. Um, we just, we're really blessed, especially for a church plant. We're really blessed to have amazing worship leaders. And so um, I'm not making an announcement today, and it'll make sense in uh, a couple weeks why I'm not making an announcement today about a lead position. But what you will see, you will see more of Greg, and you will see more of David, and you will see more of Michaela and, and Evan and all these worship leaders. Um, you're going to see the band um, that we've well, seen here. They're going to be used more. And so, but there has to be, of course... Um, a lead position on that. So um, I have a message for you today, and I want to talk to you guys today about how to navigate um, through this, have a, how to navigate through having amazing worship leaders that just practically spoon-feed you, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Matt's, Matt's not just a, um, a good drummer. Like, he's a great drummer, actually. He's one of the best, I think, in the state. He's actually an anointed drummer, too. And so, and then there's just such a dynamic... Um, couple. But I want to take a few minutes, and uh, we'll probably get out here a little early today. Um, I want to take a few minutes. Uh, by the way, their last, their last Sunday, um, August 4th, we'll take up that offering, and then um, we'll have a reception for them. And you'll have a, of course, you can talk to them now, but we'll have a chance to kind of say goodbye to them. And I think it's the next day that they're going to um, head on out. So we love you guys. Um, I want to take a few minutes, and I want to talk to you guys about kind of how we move forward. And I want to talk about the priority of praise and worship as a church. Um, This is our premier value 
as a church. And that is not changing, and that will never change. Um, go ahead and put up our City Lights Church mission statement. This is our mission statement as a church. It is, we exist to light up um, our world with the love of Jesus. How do we do that? How do we do that? We have basically three things that we talk about. We talk about encounter. Uh, we want to encounter God. We want to empower people. And we want to shine God's love everywhere we go. And so encounter God is a huge part of that. One of the ways we do that is by setting a stage here every week for God to intervene. We make room for his presence to come into this place through praise and worship. Amen? That's one of the ways that we light up the world with the love of Jesus, by setting the stage here for his presence to come in and for him to move in our lives and to intervene in situations and to reveal things in our hearts, okay? It's, it's really a big, huge part of our strategy. It's our premier value as a church. Worship creates an atmosphere where God intervenes in our lives. Yes, God is, God is everywhere at once. He's, he's omnipresent, right? Yes, he lives in our hearts, but there's something special when God's children come together. When you and I, we come together and we worship God in the beauty of his holiness, there's something special about that. Jesus said, um, uh, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. Okay, Where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. Another scripture, this is so amazing, Psalms chapter uh, 22, verse 3, it says, But you are holy. Oh, that you inhabit the praises of Israel. The Bible literally says that God inhabits the praises of his people. When we come together and praise him and lift him up, there's, a, there's something special about that that isn't happening everywhere at once. God is everywhere at once, of course. You can worship him anywhere, but there's something special about God's children coming together and worshiping together that God inhabits that atmosphere in a different way than if you were by yourself. There's something different about that. And I, there's so many times I've walked through these doors, you know, even, even before I'm preaching, you know, discouraged about something or something's weighing on me, and man, the presence of God just like, oh, it's gonna be okay, you know, the presence of God, yeah. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, I love this, um, Psalm 22, verse three, in the, the Passion Translation, it says this, uh, yet I know that you are most holy. It is indisputable. You are God enthroned, surrounded with songs, living amongst the shouts of praise of your princely people. The word inhabit, this is kind of cool. This is a cool like, word study. I looked this up yesterday. The word inhabit in Psalm 22, verse 3, um, obviously it means, it means to dwell. It means to, to sit at ease. Like so, This atmosphere we're talking about, it gives God a place. God dwells. It gives him a place, an atmosphere to sit at ease, to dwell, to rest. It also means um, to sit as judge and to lie in ambush. What does that mean? Okay, listen, we want the judge here in our lives because when, there, when there's, um, if there's something in our heart that needs revealed, God needs to judge it, that's not a bad thing. That's a father loving us. That's a father moving us forward. But also, we have, there's enemies of your soul. There are enemies that have come against you in your life, right? And God sits in, in worship, in an atmosphere of worship where he inhabits the praises. He sits in judgment against those things. He sits in judgment against your enemies in the atmosphere of praise and worship. It's a beautiful thing. Another, another, <laughs> another thing about that word that God inhabits the praises of his people is it means, it means to, like, to dwell, to sit at ease, to rest, for God to come in. It also means to marry. So there's this idea when God inhabits the praises of his people that there's this intimacy, like 
you know, the church is the bride of Christ. He is our heavenly bridegroom. He is our heavenly husband. The bride of Christ is his, um, his beloved bride here on earth. And so it's a high value for us. Praise and worship is a high value for us. And we, listen, we need that atmosphere to light up our world with the love of Jesus. We need that atmosphere to light up our world with the love of Jesus. As I've prayed about this whole thing with uh, Matt and Jory, I feel like one of the words that God um, has dropped into my heart is the word promotion. It's the word promotion. And I feel like this morning, I want to I speak to three groups of people that are here and God is speaking promotion over. The first group that God's speaking promotion over is the worship department itself. Okay, if you're part of our worship department, our worship team, God is speaking promotion over you. Um, we're wanting you all to ri- rise to the next level. Of course, yes, there's a, there's a, there needs to be a lead. There's a lead position. Of course, someone's going to take the lead in all that. But it's a promotion for everyone who's involved. And I just want to say thank you and keep doing that and keep being amazing, okay? And um, there needs to be one sheriff, but how many know there's many deputies? There's many people that need deputized. And so what you're going to see in the weeks and months to come is more people being deputized, more people being elevated. But of course, there is also one sheriff, a lead position. Amen? Okay. The second group of people that I want to speak promotion over is our director's team. Our director's team essentially is like the pastoral staff of our church, although um, not all of them are pastors and we're kind of working on that. Matt and Jory, okay, so Matt and Jory were not only our worship pastors of this church, Matt and Jory um, were also our associate pastors of the church. And for the time being, we're going to let that um, title as an associate, we're going to just kind of let that sit and see what God does with it. Kind of let it simmer for a while and see what God does with it. So for the time being, what we're going to do is we have our director's team who are over all the different areas of our church. I believe God is speaking promotion to you guys as well. We want to bring all of our directors up. One of the goals that we have with our director's team is um, starting to credential them through City Lights. So commission some, license some, and then ordain as pastors some. And we're working, we're working through that right now, so that process right now. So you're going to see in the weeks and months to, and, and years to come, more and more of our directors moving from um, ordinate, you know, um, uh, commissioning to licensing to being full ordained pastors. Um, so it's a promotion for our team. Um, some of them need, like, some of them have school but need experience. Some have experience but need more school. So we're just kind of working through all those different, th- different things. Um, the last group of people that I want to speak promotion over is you. All right? As a church, I want to speak promotion over you. One of the, you know, the good part about having amazing worship as a church is it's amazing. You enter in, it's like, you, I mean, it's, yeah, it's really easy to get into God's presence when it's amazing. But one of the downsides of that is if things aren't quite sounding right or looking right or whatever, it can be really distracting and you don't enter in. But I want to say this. If you're a member here at City Lights, I believe God wants to call you higher. I want, God wants to call you higher into a place of being someone who praises and worships God. Some of you, rightfully so, understandably so, are feeling sad that we're, you know, you're losing Jory. Maybe Jory's like your little songbird. You wake up on Sunday, you're feeling down, 
It's like, I need a pick-me-up. I'm going to go to church, and my little songbird is going to sing me right. Okay? Listen, she's been my songbird before, too. She's, she's sang me right, you know? And the presence of God comes in. So I get it. I know that. Matt's anointed drummer as well. Um, she's anointed to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But I actually want to call you higher and I want to call you personally to take responsibility for the atmosphere of the church. I, I said this last week, but God has, um, um, are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? Thermostat sets the tone, sets the temperature of the room. A thermometer only reacts to what's happening in the room, right? Thermometer only reacts to what's happening. A thermostat sets the temperature. I want to encourage you, I want to call you guys to be thermostats, to set the temperature when you come to church. Yes, if you come in broken. Yes, if you come in messed up and you need to pick me up. Of course, we're here for that. But I want to encourage you as believers to take responsibility for the atmosphere here at City Lights Church. Okay? Of course, I'm not speaking to first-time visitors. I'm not speaking to people who aren't members. But I am speaking to those of you who've been with us for a year and a half now. Um, We need your help. Your help. Not just the worship team's help. We need your help to make this a safe place where people can come and experience the presence of God and get breakthrough in the presence of God, okay? So it's not just the sole responsibility of the worship leader and the worship team to usher in the presence of God. It's actually the responsibility of all of us. And of, of, yeah, I've been at churches where they have an amazing worship team, but the congregation has no anointing on the congregation. There's something, there's something about a congregation, a, a spirit of praise and anointing on a congregation to actually pull out more of the team, and when you have a, actually you have a synergy between the congregation and the worship team in heaven, it's like, that's amazing, you know? And so um, come prepared, come prayed up, come ready to engage. Don't like, you know, wait that first song before you kind of like, you know, all right, I guess I'll praise now, you know what I mean? Um, again, we all have bad days. We all come in messed up from time to time, but come prepared as much as you can, all right? We have been going for a year and a half now, and... I was talking about deputizing the, some of the worship team, some of our director's team, but I want to deputize you today. I want to call you higher and give you, um, call you up. First uh, Peter chapter, five, uh, chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. Check this out. It says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have mercy. Okay, let me ask you a question. How many of you here have received mercy? I've received mercy. Okay, he's talking about you. You are a part of this royal priesthood. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about the Catholic priest or even, even the priest of the Old Testament who came and offered uh, sacrifices before the Lord. You are a part of a new royal priesthood. You are kingly, a, a part of a kingly priesthood, okay? In the Old Testament, the priests ministered in the Lord's temple. They offered gifts and sacrifices on behalf of the people. In other words, the priest was a mediator between God and man, okay? The priest is a mediator. Now, in the New Testament, there's only one mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus, okay? There's only one mediator between God and man. First uh, Timothy chapter two, verses five and six, it says this: For there is no, uh, for there is 
uh, one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Okay, so in the New Testament, there's one mediator between God and man, which is Jesus. But I will say this. There are many mediators between heaven and earth. Okay, between God and man, there's, I'm, I don't, you don't need me to come between you and God to connect you and God. I mean, I, I want to help make that marriage, of course. I want to help make that connection. I want to point you to Jesus. But you, have a, you can have a, and do have a direct connection to the Father. At the same time, there's one mediator between God and man, Christ Jesus, but there are many mediators between heaven and earth. And we can release the atmosphere of heaven on earth. One of the ways we do that is through the ministry of praise and worship, okay? <clears throat> Jesus said, pray in this way, our Father who is in heaven. Holy is your name to release heaven on earth. Jesus said, let your light shine before men that may, they may see your good deeds and glorify my, your Father in heaven, okay? Letting our light shine, being manifesting heaven on earth is one of the roles of the believer, okay? So you're not the mediator between God and man, but you can introduce man to the mediator. You can introduce man to the Lord. You are part of this royal priesthood, okay? I mean, there's some, there's some deep things there. We, we can't get into it all day, but you're part of this royal priesthood. Why? And unto what? That you may declare, 1 Peter 2.9, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light, okay? Now, listen, I don't know, I don't know everything that God has called you to. I don't know specifically you know, I didn't know God was calling the Hendersons to Bethel until, you know, last year. Um, I don't know everything God is calling you to do and to be and to, and to places to go. I do know one thing, according to this scripture. God has called you to declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his glorious light. He's called you to be a praiser. He's called you to be a worshiper. Okay, that, I know that's part of your, your full-time vocation for now and all of eternity, right? And so listen, there, is, there are certain things here and now in this life, like evangelism that we do, but we don't do evangelism in heaven, right? There's an opportunity for evangelism now. There's not an opportunity for evangelism in heaven, but we will be praisers and worshipers for all of eternity, okay? This is part of your eternal calling, so you need to, you know, walk in it. Come on. So God has given you a ministry. You have a minute. So there's a ministry on earth that we all have, we're, um, um, God has equipped the saints. Um, there's been given apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists. Why? For the edifying, the building up of the saints for the work of the ministry. So God, he, he gives these people in the body of Christ to build you up so that you can do the work of the ministry. You're called to be a full-time minister, whether you're working at Starbucks or working at the church, okay? We're all called to a full-time ministry. Okay, another type of ministry that we are all called to is a, we have a ministry before the Lord. We have a ministry before him as praisers, as worshipers, okay? And I want you to see yourself like that. When you walk into these doors, you see yourself like that. This is not just for the people on the stage. It's not just for the person singing. It's not just for the person leading up here. We all are called to this ministry. Amen? Okay, so what can you do, City Lights Church? We're, we're coming into a transition here. Okay, and I need you guys to hang with me through this transition. It's going to be good. It's going to be okay, right? It's like when you come into worship and things are freaking out in your life and the Spirit of the Lord's like, it's going to be okay, all right? 
What can you do? How can you help change the atmosphere? I need to deputize you today, okay? First of all, come ready to praise. Come ready to give an offering of praise. We give the sacrifice of praise with our lips, right? Um, I would say move forward, move in, come up front during worship, okay? Um, sing, lift your voice. If you've, never, if you've never sing before, like try it out. Sing a little bit, right? Um, if you've never lifted your hands before, the Bible talks about lifting holy hands before the Lord. If you've never done that before, try it, try it here first. <laughs> you know, I know you're here or you're here, but give this a try. <laughs> and if you're here, then maybe, maybe this one, like the basketball shoot, you know? So go from the, I'm holding, I'm holding a baby bird to I'm shooting a basketball. You know? If you're shooting a basketball, then maybe go for the, I don't know what that is. The high five. Yeah, go for the high five, you know? Okay? I'm just encouraging you to take it a little further. And what, a, what, what happens if my spouse or the person next to me is like, what are you doing? That looks weird. Who cares? Right? Who cares? This is for God. This is worship before God, okay? So lift your voice and follow the leader. Follow the person. David, who's up here a lot. Michaela, Evan, Taylor, whoever's up here, follow them, Okay? Follow their leadership, okay? So some of you might be hearing, you're like, but I miss Jory, or it's too loud, or it's too quiet, or that person sang off key, or I don't like what, you know, the skinny jeans that the guy wore, or whatever. <laughs> okay, listen, we know. Like, we know if the sound was off one week. We're not, we're not stupid, okay? We know if the microphone popped or the guy hit the wrong, you know, chord on the guitar. We get it, you know? We're, and we're working on it. We're always trying to prove. We're always trying to work on it. Listen, I notice, like, if these curtains are crooked, I notice. If a door is open, I notice. If someone left a coffee cup here, I notice. But I push past all that. If someone leaves a guitar case, it's like, why didn't they move the guitar case, you know? Oh, I notice all those things, but I'm like, okay. But now it's time to worship. Now it's time to press past those things, okay? And we're going to have musicians up here. Some are more skilled, some are less skilled. Some are more anointed, some are less anointed, okay? All right? But I will need you to follow the leader. You're missing the opportunity to worship the Lord if you are just kind of waiting for it to be perfect, right? Okay, this is, what, this is my commission to you. Don't come here just to consume worship. Come here to contribute to worship, Okay? It's not contributors and tr- contributors and consumers. It's we're all contributors, okay? We're all contributors, amen? So I hereby, I don't know what I'm doing. I hereby deputize from the greatest to the smallest, deputize you as full-time worship leaders for now and eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you want-